listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from just south of Oak Tree National, where I'm excited for warmer weather and... I'm having a slight case of deja vu. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont, Oklahoma. For the second time today, I'm Andrew Hoffman. Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, I did hit record, I promise. But uh, internet connection issues and stuff that really, you know, a pedestrian level of a podcast after 12 years could probably have figured out but you know i still try to make it hard keep it interesting um we'd only we we, we'd only been going for like three hours so (laughs) we eked out 20 we eked out 20 (laughs) minutes and then i messed it up but um lord jesus keep our our internet connection together so that i don't lose this too please in jesus name amen um but you know we started one way on the last one and I was just trying to like take us back in a different direction, which I'm just going to start with now, which is you survived the weekend, my friend. Oh, indeed. Yes. So we dropped, we uh, picked my youngest up because my oldest was still on vacation. So she got a full like three week Christmas vacation at her little Christian school. So we, same, same, uh, by the way, yeah, we we picked my youngest up, took my wife to the airport on Friday afternoon. Super easy, like drop off process, no problem. Awesome airport. She she sends me a text while I'm like still driving home that <laughs> that she's all you know checked in and ready to go. Um, she had a a pretty good trip. She said there was some turbulence and stuff, but she she was okay. She was a little nervous about the. The flight but did just fine um had a good time with her family uh i i didn't realize her grandpa was 98 he was about he was a christmas day baby so he was gonna turn 99 on christmas day he he died a little before that but uh 
Yeah, pretty amazing. Pretty amazing man. He really was. He was. He was in Iran when we. Oh uh, wow! Overthrew the Ayatollah. <laughs> yeah. So when we and had to like flee the country to to get out. He was working for. Um, like a engineer. I think he was an engineer. So and he had a, a shop where he like had metal working tools to build like build tools. Okay. So he was built his own house, stuff like that. He was uh shooting well below his age in golf, like into his early nineties. So which is super tough to do. So Yeah, that's awesome, man. Wow. Yeah, so that's th- cool. that went really well and those of us back here, um <laughs> Okay, so the if we want to if we want the real story, I stopped at Papa Murphy's on the way home. Yep. So that was that was my cooking. So I I heated up the pizza, and then we had leftover pizza, which combined with a few other like just making peanut butter and honey sandwiches and stuff like that was pretty much how we got through the weekend, and we. We didn't leave again until Monday morning when I had to take them both to school. And, you know, the hair combing, uh, I gave my youngest a bath. It, it went relatively well. She likes taking baths. But uh, the hair combing, and then even worse was trying to, like, you know, make a ponytail and stuff. Sure, this sure. was not, uh, so did I've, not go well. I've, and we, but uh, I, I found a, nice wintry hat and it was just cold enough where I could get away with it. So I, I put her in that and dropped her off and, and told them at the school, like she's not being neglected. Just mom's gone and we'll be back this evening. So, (laughs) so it's two things. One, I, I'm, so I'm in the, I'm, I'm also learning the hairbrushing because the, the daughter needs the, the hairbrushing and she's two and in some ways very similar. So, um, number one, I think it's your demeanor <laughs> because it's the same demeanor I have. It's like, all right, I'm here to accomplish business. The brush goes through the hair, the tangles get out, and then we can move on with our lives. You know what I mean? And like, I think they, they feel that they sense that like, Oh, this is yeah. weird. What, 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 what are you trying to do to me? They know that there's a, a task that's going to be accomplished. And it's not like the mom when the mom comes up and it's like, Oh, let me just brush your hair. You know what I mean? It's your demeanor that they're vibing off of. And then the other thing I've done is uh, Shaun the Sheep. I put on Shaun the Sheep on on the TV, and then she lets me kind of you know she yeah. she she's not as she's not as tuned in to like the hair pulls and stuff. Right, poor distract thing. him. Yeah, poor thing's got curly hair, and when she sleeps on it, it just gets matted. So um, it's not a. So I, you know, I, I'm always happy to see my wife, but I was especially happy to. <laughs> to see her on on monday and yeah she had a a good trip and got to see her family and good so it's all worked out okay but uh yes very thankful for her so yeah awesome but i i you know to to brag a a little bit Uh uh-oh here he goes i i did the dishes every day okay and i had uh i even vacuumed had everything picked up it it looked it looked pretty decent if I do say so myself. <laughs> Good it was for you. Not a not a total disaster when she walked in. So. Yeah. Well, you did have one day where they were both in school, and that makes it a little easier to get some that, things cleaned that up. Helped, and I, 
I wanted to go play golf on that day and and didn't. So there you go. There, we go. there yeah. you go. That's awesome. I uh, I totally I totally understand. I think I sent you the text. Like you said, everything was okay, and I said, "How messy is the house?" Because you know, as as yeah. a, as a dad at home, sometimes I got to choose between is the house going to be clean or are the kids going to be happy. Most of the times, I choose happy kids, which is. You know, I got to get them outside. I got to play with them. I got to go somewhere. I got to do something. Not necessarily it cleaning takes up like, as well as I should. It takes like 10 minutes for the house to be a wreck. So this oh, yeah. is not, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's not like my wife hasn't gone to the store, come back an hour later and had the house be a disaster. So <laughs> I get it. Totally, totally get it. Well... Good. I'm glad that that all worked out well for you guys. I was uh, just about to get on here, and I saw James Evan Pilato of Media Monarchy said, and she's dead. She's dead, being Priscilla Presley. Got to keep track of all the died suddenly. Is it, is it Priscilla, or is it Lisa Marie? Oh, Lisa Marie. Yeah, Priscilla's the her mom. Sorry. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she just died. That's... Uh, Unexpected, I believe. 54. Unexpected, yes. Uh, We got 18-year-old Victoria Lee, MMA star, who had to get vaccinated to compete in Singapore. Dead at 18. Totally normal. Uh, 20-year-old college tennis player, University of Colorado, died in his sleep. Just like what often often happens to 20-year-olds. I feel like I'm robbing the... The listeners of a good experience because when you read these 20 minutes ago i was like what what i hadn't heard these these are this, yeah. is, this is a young young group yeah i've got a, a a little teaser little teaser for people i i didn't talk to tim about this uh-oh but i i got us a sponsor so there's going to be a commercial <laughs> leading into our um, our donation segment, donation segment. So just be on the edge of your seat. I I'm think sure. people, I think people will take very kindly and be very impressed with this oh, sponsor. I'm, so. I'm already seeing this. This is something else. Okay. So life site, uh, we've done a lot of stories from them. They do a good job. So I, I do recommend that website. Uh, NFL linemen suggest COVID vaccines to blame after college basketball player collapses. NFL player Demarcus Walker tr- tweeted, "It gotta be these vaccines," and that is some <laughs> perhaps not proper English, but uh, I think a little more common sense in that assessment than anything else. Have you seen the video of this basketball player? Is this the emo one? emo Essien? Uh, I think let me let me type that in and see if this is the same one. Kind of tough to keep track of them all. Oh, was there? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if that was. This was uh, last know. week. So he he's not dead, but uh, looked like he might be dead on the court. So. Oh no. I keep getting search results for emo Asians. So, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, emo is that got, might not even be the right now. pronunciation. IMO, yeah, yeah. IMO, yeah. So this, yeah, this is the one. I've seen this one. This is. 
So Demarcus Walker, who's a lineman, he played for the Titans this last year, just replies to it, replies to the Red Voice Media tweet, which is kind of funny in itself. Yeah. Uh, it got to be these vaccines. Yeah. It's like, oh, you want to tell him he's wrong? I mean, <laughs> it's Twitter. I'm sure a lot of people told him he's wrong, but he's... He, you won't like, tell that he's wrong at, in at person. At what point? At what point? I mean, this is like a, a week after DeMar Hamlet. You know they're talking about it amongst NFL players are talking about this nonstop. And I don't know what the percentage is that believe it's the vaccines, but it's got to be a pretty high percentage. So... It's weird that I just watched it again. Um, and yeah, I've seen this one. It uh, First off, I'm getting desensitized to it, which is problematic. Second off, he obviously holds his chest. Like he's holding yeah. his chest on the way down. He's rolling on the ground holding his chest. And third off, I, the players, I mean, they're, they're extremely panicked, which is totally understandable. But like they all start walking away. I feel like they're getting desensitized to it too. Like it just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it felt like, I don't know. Maybe they didn't expect it to happen, but they weren't that surprised. I don't, I don't know, man. That's just, uh, it's tough, man. I don't know. What, yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. It gotta well, be I, these vaccines, man. Yeah. And, uh, diamond, let's see. Yeah. Diamond of diamond and silk. Dead at 51. And Trump says, uh, let's see, really bad news for Republicans and frankly all Americans. Our beautiful diamond of diamond and silk has just passed away at her home in the, at the state she loves so much, North Carolina. Trump said that Diamond's sister Rochelle Silk Richardson was with her all the way and at her passing, adding there's no better team anywhere, anywhere or at any time. Diamond's death was totally unexpected. Probably her big and precious heart just plain gave out, Trump said. Rest in peace, our magnificent diamond. You will be greatly missed. I just had something come across the my, my wires here. Clallam, three firefighter found deceased in his bunk. This is from Kitsap Combat Sports Center. So he's a firefighter there in Kitsap County, which is in... Uh, Washington, it's where Bremerton is, where the big Navy base is. Young, probably looks like he's in his 30s, early 40s at best. Firefighter found deceased in his bunk. Yeah. Chad Kate passed away in his sleep at work at his fire station. I mean, it, the, the trend is not slowing down. It's speeding up, which so is kind of disturbing because it's like most people are not taking more and more vaccines, right? I mean, it's... No, I don't think anybody is at this point. I mean, not anybody, but not very many. Um, what do I say? I don't know if it's if it's been verified at all, but uh, you heard this rumor that, you know, three Boston police officers died this week? I had that story on our last show. Oh, well, there you go. I guess yeah. that's not Massachusetts. A rumor. Yeah. They weren't all Boston. Oh, they weren't all Boston. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That makes sense. Highway Patrol or something. Yeah, there were the three. All yeah. of them relatively. One really young. Two like under fifty. Wow. And yeah. Well, 
There's so also the, this. Uh, I, ju- I, I just wanted to say about the the Trump thing. Yeah. Pretty heinous statement to mention her heart just stopping because she's so wonderful or has such a like Trump warp speed, man. Like you know that people think the vaccine, even if you don't think the vaccines are doing it, which okay, maybe he's oblivious enough. I don't believe that, but you know that a majority of the people reading that are going to be blaming your warp speed vaccine. It just seems kind of disingenuous. Yeah. A little, it's almost like Trump only cares about Trump. Trump don't don't care about you, man. He don't care. If he doesn't care about diamond, he doesn't care about you. That's for sure. That is absolutely the truth. Yeah. So, Oh, man, I should have... Well, no, I actually decided not to clip that. Never mind. There's a video on Twitter. The Oklahoma City bombing explained in four minutes. It was interesting. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. Sorry, it's a little, little, little late on the Trump don't care about you. Oh, um, this time around, we have not played the Canadian Reporter clip, have That's we? That's correct. Yeah, let's play it. This is something that they've been asking for since day one. So for them, this is about a thousand days too late. Now, Nairman, I'm looking at after the, the, the day, families are pushing feds to, pushing the feds to, sorry, Nairman, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not feeling very well right now, and I'm about to... S- okay, we'll come back to you right now, and we'll make sure that, Jessica, you are doing okay. Thank you. We will make sure that Jessica is okay, So, and we will give you guys an update a little bit later to make sure that she is doing all right. She is not alone. She is with... Uh, you know, but... I know what people are thinking. Was she vaccinated? Well, she's Canadian. She's a reporter. And she also tweeted out a uh, picture of her positive COVID test, along with a statement that she was so thankful that she was double vaccinated and boosted uh, because she was going to be okay. This is this past April. So triple vaccinated, got COVID, and now collapsed on air. You can't. If you look up the video, you'll see her eyes roll back in her head. Looks like she's going to fall backwards and then she falls forwards. Doesn't fall all the way, just stumbles. But yeah, uh, not not good. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It's a it's a tough video to watch. It, It reminded me of the remember the. The Miss America gal at the beginning. Miss America pageant or Miss Universe. It, oh, where she starts... Talking about the kids in Iraq or whatever. Yeah, where she, she just gets kind of lost in what she's saying. That's well, a little she worse She wasn't than having that, a stroke, though. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't having a stroke and started, yeah. you know, stumbling forward. This um, was more like the Oklahoma news anchor who had this, a stroke on air. but Yeah. So there's, oh, that's, 
there's beginning to be more and more conversation about the livestock vaccines. Right. And this kind of, I want to tie into what we talked about before. And I have a, I have a kind of general theory that I'd like to run by you and see what you think. All right. So this comes from Robert Malone, MRNA vaccines in livestock and companion animals are here now. Oh, I saw this come out on Substack a couple days ago. Uh, The current public receipts are included in this essay and more are on the way. All right. I'm going to read part of it. Feel free to stop me, okay? All right. All right. I mean, I could have clipped him reading it, but somehow he took 20 minutes to read, like, the five-minute story. I don't know how that happened. A lot of pregnant pauses. A lot yeah, of pregnant very pauses. Dr- he's very dramatic. Yeah. All right. All right. Before we can discuss mRNA vaccines for livestock, pets, and wildlife, we must first address the elephant in the room. That is, how come the public is able to access human clinical trial information, but it's not able to do the same for clinical trials involving animal health? Maybe because there is no real trials. Oh, I mean, there's a system. Right, Tim? There's oh, a system. Should... There's a system in place. Oh, let's people aren't gonna get that reference. We should play that clip. Yeah. Let's play let's play Neil deGrasse Tyson. Thank you, Andrew, for your patience and, and having to redo this show. I do appreciate <laughs> you. Um oh, sure. here's Neil deGrasse Tyson being interviewed by what's his name? We just went over this. Patrick DeBet, something like this. Patrick Bet David, I think. That's right. The Patrick Bet David interviewed Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's right. He interviewed Neil deGrasse Tyson this last week of Pluto fame and space fame. We all know how Andrew feels about space. <laughs> so uh, he's obviously a big fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson. So let's see what Neil super has to say. Ge- s- he's a super genius. Let's hear what he has to say so about vaccines. So smart. So smart. <laughs> body, your own body. If start, you want right? to get an abortion, get an abortion. If I want mm-hmm. to get the vaccine, I get to choose. So you can't force. If, if I can't force you to get an abortion, you shouldn't be able to force because me to get Because it's the- not about you. It's about people you interact with. And that's the social contract of public but we health. Don't, we don't even know if the vaccine worked or not at the time. Yes, that's what the trials are. Dude, that's why these trials... What, you, are you missing data out but, there? But let me ask you a question. Are we saying only one type of scientists are right? No, we're saying that the system in place... The 16,000 oh, that signed that... No, no, no. The, the system in place to test vaccines... Yeah. Th- th- there's an entire system that's in place. That that with review boards and all of this, yeah, the average that's in place. Now you can say you can ch- what you can say is, I I have a better idea than all these review boards and all these agencies and the CDC. I have a better idea. Here's what you should do, and that would have made everything better. Okay, you can put forth that idea, but what I'm saying is, in a case where you can contaminate someone else, it's not about you. It's about the collective you're assuming health you're assuming you're assuming because somebody can take the vaccine uh won't get covid which by the way i don't need to play the clips for you to see it where everybody said hey if you get it you're not going to get if you take the vaccine you're not going to get a rachel maddow joe biden i can give you fauci i can give you fit and you've seen these clips before it's not like you've never seen it before yeah, yeah. what happened they was, were wrong hold on so so um the strain evolved it evolved, Andrew. It evolved, man. There's no evolution. There's a system. Oh, there's a system. It just evolved. They weren't wrong. There was a whole they, system. There's a system in place. Said, you can't. Uh, you can't get it if you've. 
if you've had the vaccine. But that's what the trials are for. <laughs> Which uh, quick question, Neil? Uh, when do the trials end? Because it doesn't feel like they've ended it yet. <laughs> it feels like well, they might be in the trial right now. Well, I guess uh, the lady at Pfizer who testified to the European Commission that they didn't examine whether the vaccine stopped transmission in the in the trials. Didn't have time. Uh, maybe she needs to get filled in by Neil deGrasse Tyson about what really happened there. Because clearly you know, there's, there's a system. system in place with people in place. There's professionals in place. It's not a corrupt system, totally manipulated and run by big pharma. That's, I know you're that's big, not the system. <laughs> you're a big pharma skeptic, Andrew. We know that. But it's just this, I don't think you understand. There's a system of, of scientists in place. Yeah. We're just, mean, waiting, science, we're just waiting for the, the trials. Never be wrong. The review boards, when he went through that whole thing of like, well, and you could say that you know better than the review what boards. What baloney is he spouting there? It's what, just. What, what were you thinking to yourself? Because I was thinking, yeah, I do know better than those review boards. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you can say that, but and then you can put the, that idea forth. He's, he's, he, but, he, but the. The interesting part of his claim is that it follows up his support for mandatory vaccination. So you could say that and you can think that, but you can't decide to act on it by not getting the vaccine. Oh, no, because that's that would affect other people. Oh, the other people who uh, are not going to be prevented from getting COVID because the vaccine doesn't prevent transmission. That's according the, to, you know, that's the social contract of public medicine. <laughs> Did you sign a social s- contract for public medicine? I didn't medicine? sign any social contracts to be honest with you. But no. Yeah. No, especially not one with, with that says I have to take a Pfizer product because everybody else is scared. Yeah. So this, um, uh, you know, I don't, is he dumb? That's the thing I was gonna. The thing I asked yeah. before. Is he dumb or is he uh, completely brainwashed? Because that that person sounds dumb or brainwashed, and it, there's not a moment of pause. Like there's just immediate. Let's see if I can find the noise. The noise. He worked on that at the time. Yes, that's what the trial. That's what the potential. Elon. Yes, that's what the trial. This is the sound of somebody who's done a lot of research. Yes, that's what the trials are. That's what the potatoes. Yeah, but it's immediate. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to make fun of him or belittle him. What I am saying is that reaction is not a thoughtful reaction, right? The Book of James in the Bible, he talks about controlling your tongue, listening to others. Don't open your mouth. If, you know, if you don't have to listen to what other people are saying, people around you. This is not listening. This is just immediate reaction. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. You are not listening to the party line. The party line is this is what the trials are for. There's professionals in place. What is your problem, other person who doesn't, li- you know, who, who doesn't believe the science? So who's dumber, Neil deGrasse Tyson or Bill Nye the Science Guy? Bill, by far. Bill, by far. Yeah, Bill Nye is pretty dumb. Yeah, by far. Bill, Bill, Bill looks so. I think in some parallel universe, Neil deGrasse Tyson like smokes weed and is somewhat happy with himself. Bill Nye looks like he hates himself. Like he looks absolutely miserable. Yeah, he he's a true believer of a different, very scary type. Like yes, kind of in on the we got to kill everyone because of global warming deal. Yeah, so. something to that effect. Yeah, he just looks unhappy and always has. It's kind of a creepy dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, if someone gets into cable TV to because they want to like be around kids, it just you know, I'd probably keep your kids away from time. Yes, that's what the trials are. If they if they give off a creepy vibe, it's just what I would do. Any adult male that volunteers to be around a ton of children is probably the last adult male. Ton of children who aren't aren't their own. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the last adult male that should be around a ton of children that aren't their own. You you could trust the guy who's dragged kicking and screaming into you know coaching a team or what have you. You, you, That's that will be fine. The the guy who really wants to go on camping trips with young boys, maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Accusations about Bill Nye. I mean, it's not like you could tell just by looking at him that he's a total creep. But uh, anyway, all right, let's get back to mRNA vaccines and livestock, shall we? Yes. So that was. I sort of sidetracked us, but it was it was all related. It's part of it. They're talking about the same system here. All right. During the early days of AIDS, the AIDS epidemic, <clears throat> AIDS epidemic, the AIDS community demanded public access to clinical trials. In 1988, the U.S. Congress passed the Health Omnibus Programs Extension Act of 1988, which mandated the development of a database of AIDS clinical trials information services. This congressional act motivated other nonprofit disease-related groups to, to demand access also. And it's worked out so well. All right, so he goes through... Sequivity, custom swine vaccines, including RNA vaccines. Combat current and future swine diseases with Sequivity from Merck Animal Health, a revolutionary swine vaccine platform. Sequivity harnesses RNA particle technology to create customized prescription vaccines against strains of influenza A virus in swine, porcine circovirus or PCV, rotavirus, and beyond. It's It's supported by a sophisticated dashboard filled with comprehensive data and insights, all to help you stay on top. And from a Merck press release, acquisition expands and complements Merck Animal Health Strong vaccine portfolio. And talks about more details there. So the, he's got lots of uh, basically the companies claiming, like, well, we're doing this mRNA stuff. We're doing uh, RNA stuff for your, for your animals, which is, by the way, our food supply. So... And he's, he's got a lot of these things. So here's my theory. My theory is that there is no mRNA vaccine. Okay, just real quick, because you cut out there There's, for a minute. It's, this is Robert Malone that wrote this article about all these mRNA vaccines for the food supply. For the food supply. Got so it. my theory, which is kind of related to this, okay. is that there is no mRNA in the vaccines there's no like the mechanism that they claim they have doesn't exist. This is all a scam. Right. It's all marketing. And and the the basis for this theory is the fact that how basically how expensive the mRNA stuff is to develop and 
yep. manufacturer. And it can you really afford to pump it into every cow and pig in the U.S.? I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. So the and not to mention there there's just no way to like Sherry Tenpenny talked about. There's no way to have enough mRNA for all the COVID shots. It just doesn't it doesn't add up. So what they're calling mRNA is all for marketing and what they're actually pumping into animals, people, etc is all the all the lipid, the nanolipid stuff, just all the junk with the graphene and a whole bunch of other junk, which is what vaccines have always been. It's always been let's pump a let's inject a bunch of garbage into someone, pus and whatever else and oh that'll somehow protect him yeah uh, uh, it's fe- it's just a uh, it's a new fetal hy- cancer fetal cancer cells monkey yeah. cells monkey um, cancer um, cells yeah uh aluminum uh heavy metals mercury and the, like we heard i think it was the dr cowan clips the thing that causes the reaction the quote antibody response adjuvant is the adjuvant. Yep. Like there's there's nothing that they have that works without adjuvants. So you gotta get some aluminum in there, make sure that the body responds correctly. Or some or some graphene, you know, some graphene oxide, which then ties in with the whole you know stuff that can be influenced by electromagnetic stuff 5g stuff all that so there's there's an agenda to get all this stuff injected into you know mainly people but also indirectly into people through animals and this has been these quote mrna vaccines have been around in animals before they were rolled out in in people i think that's true i just don't think the issue is the mRNA. The issue is the poison and the just vaccines in general. So that's the, you know, that's where you got the metallic or the magnetic meat and everything else. So it's, and that's why you get people's hearts stopping and stroke. I think strokes, we lost heart attacks. I think we, lost in a, sleep. we lost a few listeners during our magnetic meat part. I remember somebody emailing really upset, and I never heard from them again. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> that came from uh, both from videos yep. of people like doing it in their house, and then Will doing that himself at a grocery store, said, you know, and showing so, us that. And I did it too. I took a. Yeah. I, t- I, I took a. Small magnet was able to stick it to a couple of COVID vaccinated uh, co-workers at the dealership. I even stuck it to my own collarbone, which was creepy in itself. So, yeah. yeah. So, we... lipid nanoparticles. Well, yeah, just the. So, and uh, I think let's just let's flesh so this the... out. I don't expect you to have a full-on theory, but I just want to let's let's chat it up here. Well, I. Okay. It, I, also, I think the like spike protein. Right. So that that was when we. That's like question one, and then one A. So what like, would that like an altered protein? That's a pretty 
I think it's a pretty simple thing. I think that could have something to do with it. I just don't think the mechanism of mRNA going in and telling your body to make a spike to make protein. this thing is exactly what's happening. I don't think they have the they actually have the technology to do that. I think they have the technology to poison you and your body reacts to that and has the you know quote overreaction to it but really it's just the it's your immune system trying to fight off what's trying to kill you. So right, sure, poison. that makes sense. I get that. So one thing I've kind of been wrestling with too and based on your theory how how would this flesh out? Why are some people fine? Because I, I don't think that. I don't expect you to this, know this. I'm just trying to talk it out here. No, I think this this goes back to the how bad is my batch stuff. Where it was yeah, like, no, and that was going to be the next thing. Is like, is it is it all based off of just a crazy <laughs> mixture of stuff? I mean, Sherry Tenpenny in that interview, I think we're talking about, or at least one of the ones we played recently. She's like, they had to change the formula. Because right. at the beginning, there was way too many deaths, way too fast. They had to back it off. Yeah. There has to be a change in the formula in the first several months. And I remember that, and I remember almost losing two family members during that time period. That was yeah. a weird time period. And then there's there's evidence that they sent more of, a, more of the bad ones to red states. You sure. Know, I mean, there's, and uh, I I saw it claimed. I didn't see. I didn't dig into it, so this is not verified. But that the the batch of vaccines which Pfizer reserved for their own employees, oh, there were no uh, no negative effects came from were reported from that batch. Interesting. When you start looking into the batch stuff, I'll tell you the one thing that's the, the scariest. It's not the different batches. If you really take apart and you watch like the 30-minute video of the guy talking about the batches and going through the data, showing the spreadsheets and everything, he makes a line graph, which like is, a, is like a, a block over time. There's def- several different blocks. That is the most damning evidence I've seen for what is going on here because it looks like from that chart that each company took a turn at the deadly batches took it. Yep. And it, it was, it was coordinated. Right. The, the Johnson and Johnson deaths don't overlap the Moderna or the Pfizer deaths. Yeah. Which would, which is exactly what it would look like if they were conducting an experiment where they were and working they, this, working out the details through it. Moderna was and, up first. Moderna got the deaths first, then a short Johnson and Johnson, and then a big Pfizer. Yeah, uh, big big pharma has learned and has been splitting up the batches for years because they had the same issue with other vaccines, where you'd send out one batch and like six people or eight people or some you know high number of people would die in one place f- from one vaccine batch, and you know people are pretty dumb, but people start asking questions when ten people that got the vaccine at the same spot all die so they're like oh we gotta we gotta the solution is not to to avoid making poison vaccines the solution is to split up the batches so that if there is a problem you can't trace it back to you know no one but us knows what which batch is which so this is yeah i i think there i think there was 
both an experimentation element and a like how much poison can we put in there till it's too obvious i think that was you know what needed to be backed off right away and so the i mean maybe they I don't want to totally backtrack on what I said, but it's possible that there is this mRNA technology. I'm not saying 100% it doesn't exist. I'm just saying they're not at the level of manufacturing it and everything that they're claiming is mRNA. For 8 billion people? Yeah. And 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 now millions and billions of animals. Right. It's just not... It's not not what they're saying it is, but you, so you all get the the nanogels from China and the all that garbage. Uh, Naomi Wolf was talking about it with Steve Bannon, the Chinese company overseen directly by the Chinese military, making the stuff that went in the in the COVID vaccines that China decided not to use in their country. Right, but it was mandatory for all of our armed services, which I think yep. today they finally called off. Like literally today. Oh, today was the I think finally. Oh, because the Republican Congress is in now. Yeah, yeah. So now they're going to yeah. prosecute and eliminate the IRS. We got oh, big good times yeah. ahead. Good times ahead. My <laughs> life's going to change a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kevin McCarthy of California coming to the rescue. Yes, 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 yes. Is anything more annoying than? Matt Gates and his silly smile. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, I was for him for a lot of this. It's like anybody who everyone hates, I'm like, yes, yes. Give the power to Matt Gates. Yes. But <laughs> he's got his problems himself. So, did you hear about this uh, Freedom of Information Act where documents reveal that the DOD was pretty much behind most of the COVID thing? Yes, I yeah. did. This is from. This clip is way too long, so just stop me when you get bored. But this is uh, from the Redacted podcast. He had the lady who submitted the FOIA request on uh, to talk about the findings. Who who is the Redacted person? Uh, It's Redacted. It's a podcast. I mean, it's a YouTube series. It's on YouTube. I would just go to the Redacted. I don't know the guy's name. Uh, I've played some clips from him before. A very distinguishable voice that's all i'll say but uh he's got pretty level-headed stuff analysis well to our top story now a bombshell new report shows that the department of defense yes the pentagon controlled the covid19 program from the very beginning and everything we were told was political theater basically to cover it up right down to the fda vaccine approval process it was all theater that means that human beings were used as props essentially According to newly obtained documents, the Pentagon used a combination of shady approval authorizations that are still in use, including the PREP Act, the Emergency Use Authorization, and other transaction authority, the OTA, all of which shielded big pharma agencies, medical participants that delivered unregulated vaccines from any liability and protected them, basically. We've gone through a lot of these documents and just showed how they are not on the hook for any of this liability. These documents, these new documents, were obtained by a former executive of a pharmaceutical contract research organization. That person is Sasha Lydapova, and Sasha joins us now to tell us what she's uncovered. Thank you so much for coming on on the show, Sasha. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. This is intense. I mean, when you first uncovered these documents, 
did your jaw just hit the floor or did you know that this is what you were going to find based on the breadcrumbs you were already uncovering? Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I, I was really shocked. I was working on this for quite some time. Uh, so I first, my first finding was that these products were not uh, good manufacturing practice compliant. And that I found right away when they started being rolled out due to extreme variability of adverse events and deaths that were reported per each lot of the of the so-called vaccine. So that was very shocking to me as a pharmaceutical um, uh, professional because we know how uh, high quality uh, pharmaceuticals typically must be manufactured. You know, they have to be very, very consistent. There should be a practically no variation lot to lot in terms of uh, toxicities or, or any other uh, performance characteristics. And these products were varying about thousand times lot to lot. So uh, that was extremely concerning. And uh, I didn't realize why that was happening, but I just knew that they were not good manufacturing practice compliant. I later confirmed that through regulatory documents. And then the final piece of the puzzle was when I uh, was able to see all these contracts from the DOD. They were released uh, based on freedom of information requests and also securities and exchange commission disclosures. And uh, when I saw those contracts, there were around 400 that are now available for all COVID, so-called COVID countermeasures, including vaccines. Um, I realized that was really what was going on. Uh, the Department of Defense uh, used a very um, shady contracting practices and also used several uh, laws that were put in place previously, previous to COVID, to, uh, to do this, to shield pharmaceutical companies, to not conduct you know, proper clinical trials, uh, to do a lot of uh, fraudulent, I would say, manipulations of public perception, um, and all in collusion, obviously, with mainstream media and these pharma companies. And so as a result, we have this theatrical performance called uh, clinical trials, but they were actually not real. They, were, they did not, um, you know, based on the laws that are used here and invoked in this process, the clinical trials are not required at all. Uh, and, and in fact, they cannot be conducted. I mean, that's one of, there's many, there's many really troubling parts of the story. We'll, we'll, we'll unpack a few of them, but that right, one stands to out to me perhaps at the top of the list is the theatrics mm -hmm. that were put in place for these trials. Sorry about that. Yep. So there was a, so I think there is an element of truth in what she's saying. Okay. Um, that had already been covered by uh, the real Anthony Fauci book. Sure. And uh, James Corbett had covered it. Um, Last American Vagabond talked a lot about it. With the, you know, the warp speed Pentagon DARPA angle, and warp speed was a Pentagon operation. They're in charge of the rollout, and it. I think the new information is. That she or that she's saying is new is that they were involved in the the development too, um, which I think is there's some truth to it, but I I don't think it's a valid leap to say then that there weren't clinical trials because there were clinical trials, they were just carried out in a corrupt and bogus manner. And so one of the you know this is what they get into in the next few minutes that we don't necessarily have to listen to it, but the the point I was actually trying to come away with was. The clinical trials, no, they rewrote the rules. So in 2016, the 
Cures Act added a specific line, section 3024, which says clinical testing of... um, Anyway, so I guess during the Obama administration, clinical testing of investigative medical devices and drugs no longer requires the informed consent of subjects if the testing poses no more than minimal risk to the subjects and includes safeguards. So they rewrote it during the Obama Cures Act. That's what they were getting into a little bit further into this video, which is why I thought it was of note. It just shows... I know that James Corbett and others had talked about it a lot. Um but just further evidence of how long this was in plan. Yes. Yeah. Being planned in advance. That's valid. I also don't know how you could say something that can cause death is minimal risk. Yeah. Especially since they were telling everybody that it was going to cause death. Yeah. So the, so Karen Kingston, who's kind of made her bones as the Pfizer whistleblower, Mm -hmm. right? Cause she was, she was overseeing one of the fraudulent trials, so she clearly knows there were trials, um, but that they were being run in an absolutely ridiculous manner. I mean, they're totally corrupt, and that's what she has talked about. So she has an article about that interview that you were playing. Sure. I threw it in the... Okay, perfect. The folder there. Uh, Will we fall for the latest expert psyop protecting Pfizer from criminal liability? So her take is that this whole story about the DOD running everything is to protect Pfizer. Hmm. It's kind of an interesting perspective. I think there's... I, I personally think she goes a little bit too far with it, but she may, she does make some good points. Like she... Her take is that Robert Malone is kind of in on the deal. Right. Which, um, I mean, he was yeah. CIA, so it's I guess it's always up for uh, debate <laughs> for whether debate. he's I'd, still in the CIA. Yeah, I... You know, I, I think there is truth to the fact, though, that all he had to do is keep his mouth shut and take the Nobel Prize for developing mRNA technology, you know? But he didn't. Yeah, he's made. He hasn't necessarily made his life any better. I agree. No. So I. There's a a little bit of. I see a lot of good things as far as like. He continually seems to be learning new things. Yeah. And. That's a good sign. So as. As as opposed to someone who just comes in saying the right things, like they know everything, and then all of a sudden it's, you know, oh, and by the way, <laughs> uh, Pfizer's actually good. You know, it's that's to me that's not really what he's doing, and I think some of what he's been criticized for, I think, is he's he's explaining the govern the government workers' point of view. Um not necessarily saying that's the truth. And so that's anyway, I think there's, so we'll throw the article in. People can listen to the whole interview and read the article and make up their own mind. But I think, I definitely think this was a big pharma slash military cooperative effort. I don't think there's anyone innocent 
where it's just Pfizer's fault or just right. the military's fault or, you know, just Moderna's fault. There's, everybody's got blood on their hands. And I think hopefully what we're the reason we're seeing this is that they're trying to position themselves to not go down with the ship. And they know that these things are going down. Yeah. And I think you, you see that with the stock prices for Moderna and Pfizer. And there's, there's definitely signals that more and more people are waking up to this. But I hope so. It, yeah. it doesn't seem like anybody in my day-to-day life is waking up to it. Is it? I mean, the, like the DeMar Hamlin thing, are people just like, oh no, it's just uh, just because he got hit in the chest and that's it and no other questions and we don't have to worry about the the tennis player that died or this person that died or that person that died. We'll just... I don't know, man. It doesn't... It's almost like the they're putting it fully to the test. Like, how long can they just not acknowledge something in the mainstream media and it go on? Yeah. And then they will... <clears throat> they're planning on just making it back into... Or just keeping it as a conspiracy theory, right? Like, 10 years from now, it'll be the way they treat 9-11. Like, it, oh, there's just no question. The official story is just the way it was. <clears throat> no one no one questions it except crazy people and you just move on with the story no matter how ridiculous it was to, same thing with uh, the global warming or climate change stuff they just keep marching on with the same story no matter how many times it's proven wrong and no matter how many people aren't aren't buying it they just keep repeating it so I, I'm not buying it <laughs> it gotta be the vaccines man <laughs> it gotta be these vaccines yeah i think i think you're right so the so uh yahoo put out an article people are blaming covid vaccines for sudden deaths and more here's why yes. experts say it's harmful There's a disturbing pattern that has emerged over the past few years. Whenever a public figure dies or has a major health problem, some people blame it on the COVID-19 vaccine. Case in point, Google searches for DeMar Hamlin COVID vaccine skyrocketed after the Buffalo Bills player collapsed on the football field last week. So did searches for Bob Saget in the vaccine and Betty White in the COVID-19 vaccine after their respective deaths. Where'd they get that information? Oh, from Google, because they're tracking every every search that's made. Uh, Daddy even showed there's a solid group of people who mistakenly believe that the COVID-19 vaccine, yeah. which doctors and major health organizations have repeatedly stressed is safe, is responsible for a sizable number of deaths. In fact, one recent survey found one in four Americans believe that someone they know died from the COVID-19 vaccine. That's an interesting little tidbit. One in four people believe someone they know died from the COVID vaccine. Unfortunately, experts don't think this phenomenon is likely to go away. The vaccine has become a scapegoat for a range of things. 
Thea Gallagher, clinical clinical assistant professor. Oh, she's an expert of psychology, of course, of psychology at New York University Langone Health and co-host of Mind in View podcast. Oh, the co-host of a podcast. She must know what she's talking about. (laughs) But what's behind this fear and why does it keep coming up? Here's the deal. Now, there's some good writing, Tim. Here's the deal. Why do some people immediately blame COVID vaccines after a serious health problem or death? There's a lot of layers to it, Gallagher says. When something tragic happens, you could probably almost tell me what she's going to say. This is the same like conspiracy theory as mental illness explanation that they always use. But uh, we want to understand and make meaning of it, she says. It's very hard for us to tolerate uncertainty and knowing that this could potentially happen to us. In these situations, she says, people try to look for someone or something to blame. The COVID-19 vaccine has become a lightning rod for these situations because it's new, she explains. People have also had strong opinions on vaccines in general for years. Hilary Amon, a clinical psychologist, of course, psychologist, at the Center for Anxiety and Women's Emotional Wellness, tells Yahoo Life, While most vaccines have been tested in clinical trials and are considered safe for the general public, there's an uncertainty about taking vaccines and always some risks in addition to the benefits of vaccines. She says, what? What? There's no risks. Safe and effective. Yeah, safe and effective. So I guess, is that their like uh, counterpoint in the article? Is that the journalism part where someone says there's uh, always some risks? Okay. Well, you get the you get the idea. So they they go on to say like, "Oh yeah, there's myocarditis, but uh this totally legit study says your chances are way higher if you get covid than if you than getting it from the vaccine." Yeah, it's totally legit. But All right. Uh and along the same lines, Dr. Fauci had to come out of retirement. To set us oh, straight about Damar Hamlin. Goodness. Uh, former White House COVID advisors. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> so he, what does he say? Uh, he, just, <coughs> he just says, it's really concerning. It's horrifying. <laughs> People think uh, this. Fa- Fauci bemoaned the possibility as... Yet another conspiracy theory, complete nonsense, that is going to have some people make a decision for themselves and their family not to get vaccinated, which may cost them their lives. Oh, he's just worried about you. In a very, very rare case, some of the mRNA vaccines can cause a self-limiting, almost invariably benign, inflammatory response in the heart which generally resolves in a very short period of time, he said. It is very, very rare. That's why one in four people said they know someone who's died of it. (laughs) When you compare that to the negative effects on the heart by myocarditis or pericarditis, which is inflammation, which, okay, which is inflammation of either the heart muscle or covering of the heart and heart failure Heart medical problems, overwhelmingly, COVID itself causes that in a dramatically higher rate than the relatively benign, mild myocarditis you might have with the vaccine, which is very, very rare. There's no scientific evidence for any of those claims. Any of them. And he's got hedge words throughout where he says, uh, 
almost invariably benign, right? So there's a hedge. Generally resolves in a very short period of time. Another hedge. Very, very rare. Doesn't mean anything. Because they just say rare when it's not rare. So, aye, aye, aye. That man is a snake. Yeah. Yeah. Lock him up. He's the worst. I'm sure the Republican uh, Congress will get right on that, right? I mean, who brings... Fauci's arrest is only days away. Who brings that guy out of retirement to handle this problem? Well, CBS. (laughs) The CIA broadcasting system. Yeah. Yeah. So then they do have various... Oh, well, no, this is back to the... This was not in the CBS report. This is LifeSite with the various number, the actual various numbers of those rare events. 33,000 deaths, 187,000 hospitalizations, 15,970 heart attacks, 26,045 myocarditis and pericarditis cases. And that's the reported ones. And we know that for the most part, they don't want, you know, they don't get reported. So, all right. Should we play the commercial from our new sponsor? <laughs> I forgot about that. So the, uh, the new sponsor, they said like, Hey, we like that. Your name's Hoffman because <laughs> our name is Kaufman. Oh yes. Yes. And it's very similar. So what's your podcast about? And I said, well, we talk about football and they're perfect. All right. So we, we will sponsor you. So this is an ad from the Kaufman Institute. Are you or a loved one suffering from a medical coincidence? You want proper medical care, but you don't want people sniffing around asking a whole bunch of questions about what might be causing your problem. (laughs) At the Kaufman Institute for Coincidence, we won't look into the cause of your heart or other problem. We'll just fix it. That's right. We promise to only look at your symptoms. We won't get all curious looking for causes because that could get your employer or your doctor into some legal hot water. And nobody wants that. At Kaufman, we understand that coincidence is now the leading cause of death. Hey, we've got another coincidence over here. If we want to operate at the speed of science, there's no time for looking for causes. No pesky questions about drugs or vaccines you may have been given. At Kaufman, we specialize in the effects and leave the causes to the conspiracy theorists. And let's be honest, we know the cause anyway. It was a coincidence, right? For each new patient, Kaufman's talented team of doctors strap on their blinders and look directly at the problem area, usually the heart, just like the CDC recommends. Our main campus now treats myocarditis, blood clots, heart arrhythmia, stroke, heart attack, magnetic skin, difficulty breathing, full body blisters and burning, convulsions, kidney failure, memory loss, cancer, sudden death, and much, much more. Give your coincidence the attention it deserves, but not the wrong kind of attention. At Kaufman, schedule your appointment today at KaufmanCoincidence.com and receive a doctor's note with a real sciencey sounding explanation to provide to your anti-vax friends, proving to them it was definitely not the vaccine that caused your coincidence. Kaufman, because coincidences happen pretty much all the time. Official medical coincidence partner of the NFL. Oh, see, there we go. (laughs) Football podcast. We're in. Revelations Radio. 
As everybody out there should know already, we don't actually have any ads. Even if Andrew brings funny <laughs> clips to the show, we still have never accepted any money from any advertisers. I did get an ad from somebody who is looking to port our show onto YouTube, which I guess could help us gain listeners. But if there's no <laughs> video, it's just like going to be a still shot of the logo or maybe even our faces and then just a video. I don't know if that's really going to gain us listeners, but either way, we're happy with the you that are listening. So thank you for listening. Like I said, listener supported podcast. So you are what makes this place work. So thank you very much for all your donations, prayers, stories, emails, and all the litany of ways that you guys support the show. So uh, this week, the list is so short, I can do it by memory. So there was a gentleman from Medford, Oregon, who donated $25 via Give, Send, Go. His name is... Named Danny? Danny, yeah. How'd you, how did you know? That's a guess. That's a good guess. Good guess. It was an anonymous Give, Send, Go donation of $5. Thank you very much. And then there was a P.O. Box donation for $40 from our friend Christine in Manchester, New Hampshire. So thank you all for your donations this week. And uh, we're excited to bring another year. 52 shows. <laughs> I think we already messed up a year. Or yeah, two shows, the 12th. I guess we're on our no, way. No, no. We're, we're, we're still on We track. are on pace for 52 shows yeah. in 2023. Yeah. I think it was a 44 last time. That's not a bad number. So That's not bad. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for your support. We hope that uh, we can continue to bring you some value. And uh, that you could send us value in return. So, yes, we have a bunch of emails. Uh, I know that you got a few over there you were wanting to maybe highlight. So should we jump into maybe a couple of emails and then back to the stories? Or how do you want to do it? There were some good emails, but I have not fully read through them all myself yet. Okay. So I didn't really have anything specific I was going to pull up. Um, I'm sure there's some good stuff in there, but... Yeah, if there's, I mean, if there's anything you wanted to to share, that's fine. Or I could look through it real quick. But um, I was thinking there was. We got the one from uh, what was? Let's see. Ah, this is from our friend David in uh, from the snowy and rainy suburb of Boston, Massachusetts. Where if you don't like the weather, just wait a minute. Dave redacted. Andrew and Tim, if you're serious about creating a Las Vegas shooting video someday, hope you've seen this. Stephen Paddock spotted alive and well in Atlantic City five days after the shooting in Las Vegas. So uh, that's one link, but man, did he send a, a lot of other links. Yeah, um, so I, I have not dug through that. And I, I do not... I believe I explicitly said I will not be researching the Las Vegas shooting. Right. That's right, because I said something to the effect of... They all end up dead. That Yeah. Look into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, the only, man. I, the only related thing I have is that there... This is a headline. Las Vegas Strip suffer, suffers terrorist attack. And I believe it was framed this way so that future internet searches for, like, terror attack bring this up rather than the Las Vegas shooting. So yeah. 
This, uh, but clicking on these links, he has some great links in here. So number one link takes me to a Chinese gambling site. Number two, <laughs> yeah, number two link takes me to blacklisted news, and it says article not found. Number three link, that's uh, a video. It's still there. That's nice. But anyway, you get the idea. A lot of them missing already. Yeah. So that's a second time to winning <coughs> three sixty nine. Happy Chinese New Year. Mega jackpot website. <laughs> so a woman with very little, I, clo- I very, recommend very little not clo- putting your credit card information into <laughs> so that. A woman with very little clothes on, on the bottom right, wanting to chat with me now. So <laughs> totally legit. Yeah. So this, legit. did you hear about this supposed terror attack? I did not. Actually, okay. I thought that that was since we got the email from David. I thought that was a reference to the Las Vegas shooting. So. His email was, yes. Right. No, I know. But uh, when I saw the the link in the in the folder, in the I thought that notes, was yeah. yeah, yeah. So the what happened was uh, the Luxor, or let's see, Luxor, or there's a company that runs the Luxor and a few of the others, and they have, you know, to virtue signal, they have a giant solar power plant which was attacked. Uh, Muhammad Mesmarian 34 faces terror charges for setting a fire inside one of the plant's transformer pits earlier this week. Uh, police said it could put the facility out of commission for up to two years. Okay, so there's your green energy. So his Toyota Camry, he rammed an Idaho-registered Toyota Camry through a gate in the plant after workers left for the day. At midnight, according to the arrest report, Ms. Marion set a fire, set fire to the car while it was parking inside a generator pit after siphoning gas from its tank to burn wires in a transformer. As shown on video surveillance, Ms. Marion then watched the flames for about 15 minutes before walking away. All right, so he faces charges of terrorism, which is kind of interesting. The attacks on power plants is kind of a theme. That's, that's why I threw it in here. Uh, but... It's just interesting that they call it a terror attack because it's if it's not designed to kill anyone to me it's not a terror attack. Yeah. Is that Yeah, I think Is that yeah. a crazy No, it's designed to to I terrorize mean, or to scare people. That's that's what a terror attack is. Yeah. So it's and I you know, there's try to lump everything into terrorism to have more severe penalties when they want severe penalties, you know, not when it's like Antifa, but still, I don't, I don't know. It's a theory that now when you look for Las Vegas strip terror attack, instead of, uh, it's a Google wash. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Google wash so that you won't look into Steven Paddock and (laughs) like the clip you played last week of, I wonder how he, was able to shoot 32 different guns in two different <laughs> rooms with a, a locked door with bump stock in this amount of time with of the bump stock. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. They don't want you to start doing math. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Certainly not. What, what do you think about Adam Curry's theory that this died suddenly is uh, coincidentally named. So it Google washes the results. They died, well, died suddenly movie, I mean. So the... 
I well, I definitely think Google's going to wash the results of Died Suddenly. I'm amazed that they let it function as long as they did. I mean, I don't, I actually don't know what Google searches even look like. I think it's got to be pretty <laughs> mainstream for me to ever search Google for it. Yeah, occasionally use Google Maps. It's pretty good. I but. I use I use Google a lot for my day job because sure. Google is still the best for like looking up small businesses and information uh, and they can, they can tell, you know, Oh, you're looking for this business in this state, not something totally different, you know? So, but, uh, well, let's see. Died I, suddenly. Yeah. Google. This is, Top story. Yeah. High school senior dies. ER death, uh, New Zealand community remembers a Huron student in Canada died suddenly. I IMDB sudden unexpected death in avid dieters. Oh, it's dieting. That's doing it. Died suddenly. Oh, yeah. Google trends, local embalmer died suddenly. Anybody seen this documentary? Why sports writers death should ask you to live. It's sibling of infant who died suddenly and unexpectedly. I mean, there's a lot. It's not all yeah. just that movie, so there's still there's still quite a bit there. Yeah. And the only reason I, I don't think... I think them trying to get traffic, which I, I think is a, is what they're doing with that title. Stu Peters. You know, they want their movie to come up. That's, right. You know, that's what you do when you make a movie. You want it to show up when people search a related topic. But the, yeah, I don't, because of the content of the movie, though, it's not going to cover up the died, the news story died suddenly. It's going to make people look into it more. So, I don't know. It, eventually, it'll just be like, I'm surprised the first result wasn't a died suddenly fact check from politifact saying oh look at these pants on fire crackpots yeah, pants on fire lies because anthony fauci said it's not true yeah concerning concerning that so many people think this yeah so there's i i don't know there's a lot of weird infighting and in independent media like <laughs> people that should be on the same team aren't arguing if there's planes like, or not Arguing it well, yeah, and and accusing this person of being a fed and that person of being a shill and that person of, you know, just well, if I disagree with them, they're a fed. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, to... and there are feds and there are you know that's it's a real thing, but it's a lot easier to find the feds of the people who are like, like, hey man, uh, yeah, we should go blow stuff up. Like that's a fed. Right, that's the people doing research and putting out documentaries less likely to be feds. <laughs> Very true. All right, should we? We can probably wrap it up pretty soon. Is there a couple? Any other stories we got to hit before we get out of here? Have you been following the Twitter files things? I have. Um, yes and no. I mean, even even somebody with like me can't keep up with this many different drops and different things. I think we talked about it a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago. We were talking about Matt Taibbi. You kind of yeah. gave all the reasons not to like him. I said that he was valuable for some things. Um, but 
you know, uh, uh, Whitney Webb spoke to James Corbett. They talked about maybe a, a different reason for the Twitter files. And it, it was an interesting conversation because they were both like, they enjoyed, how do I put this? They they did find value in the information, but they're just extremely suspect of the way it's being put out and right. why it's kind of, it's kind of allowing us to see behind the curtain a little bit, but also to build our trust in Elon and the Twitter platform itself, even though the files that are being released are heavily redacted. So I don't know. It's uh, I, but I, yeah, at, the, at the same time, I don't want to take like a childlike view <coughs> and just say, Oh, this is an op and not look at it because there is interesting information in there. Like, you know, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, the, the Washington, uh, one of the lieutenant governors, I don't remember which what her, what her position was in the state of Washington, but she was like getting local Twitter accounts removed there in Seattle. Like that was one of oh, the Oh, really? She yeah. was like directly contacting Twitter? And, yeah, and... I can't remember her name. Oh, shoot. I, if it was, I think of who, exactly who. Kim Wyman. Kim Wyman was having people that I was following on Twitter, she was having them removed, like their accounts mm. deleted. And stuff like that. Like, so there is like, don't just throw the baby out with the bathwater because you don't trust Taibi or Musk or whatever. There is a lot of interesting stuff in there to, to kind of see how some of this stuff works. But yeah, one of the accounts I followed, AK4WA was her name, but it was Amanda Kingham for Washington. And she was going to try to start a grassroots campaign to run for governor or state legislature or something to this effect, uh, or state government. I don't remember state house representative, state Senator. Um, and she, yeah, Kim Wyman uh, messaged Twitter, "Hey, get these accounts removed, or you know, get these, wow. some of these tweets taken down." And it was like I said, people I follow, and they were just talking about like local Washington politics and how the vaccine mandates were messed up and how they were going to run for office. So I, I think that that sort of stuff is valuable. Um, I'm not sure what the yeah. there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on and a lot of trust being thrown around, but you know me, not super trustful of anybody, and always interesting to see local people reaching out to Twitter and saying, Hey, get rid of this person. That's kind of, kind of wild. And you also, in today's thing that came out on the, (laughs) I didn't see it. Okay. So I, I put the thread in there. If you go down to 27 or 26, let's see. Eventually Twitter staff realized Blumenthal isn't looking for real and nuanced solutions, but just wants to get credit for pushing us further. And uh, then the next one, ultimately, senior executives talked about, quote, feeding congressional trolls and compared their situation to the children's book, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. Are you familiar with that book? I'm not familiar with the book. I'm familiar with the series. My son loves it. (laughs) So this is the level that senior executives at Twitter are, like, drawing analogies from, (laughs) If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. But uh, I, I guarantee you that that is written by somebody who has a child similar in age to my child. <laughs> Mouse a cookie is a, is a, is a, was a favorite around here. I think he's a little old for it now, but he'll want a glass yeah. of milk, which will no, lead it, to a wave of other exhausting requests. And at the end of the day, he'll want a glass of milk and another cookie. Yeah, I we had those. We have those books too, but I never thought to like use it as a. <laughs> way to shed light on dealings with 
a congressman. So I don't know if that says more about the Twitter executives or the congressman, but there you go. So, and then Taibi has to explain it because he, you know, most people on Twitter doesn't have kids. Don't read any books, not even children's books. So, um, in the story, if you give a mouse a cookie, you'll want a glass of milk. Which will lead to a wave of other exhausting requests at the end of which he'll want a glass of milk and one more cookie. So there you go. I think more people on Twitter read books than people on Instagram or TikTok. I I will not debate I will not debate that. But do they read books? So is are you are you saying that the average person on Twitter reads one book a year? Because I will I will say under that. Yeah, it's probably under that. So, I'll I'll say they're t- tied with uh, a higher percentage of people on Instagram who read zero books. <laughs> How about this? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make a real win. It's not a win. I'm gonna make a real win for the Twitter people out there. Okay, the Twitter people are at least able to digest a long form podcast. Like a Joe Rogan or a No Agenda or even this show sometimes or, you know, the long form two, three hour podcast. Or the Twitter people or at are least more they, likely to be able to digest that. They are as long as they don't spend too much time on Twitter. <laughs> True. Which is, which is why I was putting them ahead of TikTok because those people can't do long form anything. So Yeah, there's a, <laughs> a meme or whatever about... Um, TikTok users going to a movie. <laughs> Try and touch the screen. Well, no, so just boring. be like, you know, walking out after 60 seconds. If like these, you know, 20 things didn't happen in the first. So yeah, just, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not on the TikToks yeah. or the Instagrams. Have you ever watch? You got me into Twitter. Oh uh, no, I'm sorry. If you ever watch anybody on TikTok. It's disturbing. It's like yeah, I, I believe it. I mean, it's the hype, the hyper fixation that ADD people feel I, on a regular basis, just mass produced. I guess it. I mean, I see Twitter and a lot of Twitter content now is just people reposting stuff from TikTok. So that's yeah. true. That's so true. It's a screenshot of an Instagram. Then that means it's different. It's <laughs> washed with the holy waters of Twitter. Sad. I don't want to read through it all, but uh, Raheem Kassan did a deep dive on Ray Epps's testimony. Oh, Ray Epps, the um, not federal agent, totally who's, not a Fed. Who fed. Said we have to go into the Capitol? That's where our problems lie. Yeah. So if uh, the Raheem Kassam Substack, if you want to dig into that, there's it is interesting and definitely does not make me think he was not a fed. I'll put it that way. Right. So there's just stuff. It's like some of his responses make no sense unless he was a fed. And then they, the supposedly antagonistic questioners in Congress just know to glaze right over it. Like not follow up at all. So Adam Kinzinger, that guy is something else. All right. Uh, You know, I've got an article from one of my favorite blogs, Why Evolution is True. (laughs) Um, That's a great blog. Yeah, totally, totally one of my favorite blogs. But they're actually 
complaining about USC saying you can't say field any longer. So you can't say, uh, his example is, my field is evolutionary biology, because that is now considered racist language because of the word field. Because field, the only way people can understand field is like cotton field and slavery. It's the only way it makes sense. Hmm. Can't be a, you know. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. So it was just the, the language uh, devolution, not evolution, is something to watch. So this, uh, this tangent I went on earlier gets even a little bit deeper. Sorry to go backwards. But uh, throughout 2020, Washington Secretary of State Kim Wyman, a lifelong Republican, wasn't having any of then-President Donald Trump's unrelenting, unsupported claims of election fraud. Oh, now, yeah. the, the GOP official has been tapped by the Biden administration to help protect the nation's election system. In a post on Twitter, she announced she'll be stepping down from her current role to serve as election security for the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security Agency. This is who had four local accounts removed in Seattle for (laughs) election disinformation. Hopefully it'll at least keep her from getting that job. We'll see. Goodness. Uh, Local story. U.S. will train Ukrainians on Patriot system in Oklahoma down at Fort Sill. As soon as next week. So, great. Good luck. Training the Ukrainians. So, keep an eye out for Ukrainians around town. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what what could go wrong there, right? That's working on missiles to use against the Russians. It's it's totally defensive only, I'm sure. I kind of wish it was July. Like, y'all really want to train here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, I'm guessing Oklahoma is nicer than Ukraine this time of year. Yeah, probably. So it's uh. So at what at what point are you at war with someone? Like we're not at war with Russia, but we are bringing the their enemies' troops into our country and training them on weapon systems that we will give them and to go use against Russia. That's not, that's not a war. Yeah. It almost seems like, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad Politico's advertising where it's happening too, in case, you know, if it, if the situations were reversed, there'd be a cruise missile raining down on Fort Sill. Yeah. To, you know, that's, yeah. But uh, did you ever see any of the Air Force CA six Bs or the the big old uh, planes with the the frisbee on the top, the big radar, EWAC? Yes, yeah. Have you seen them? Yeah, in the air around here. Uh, I have seen them. I but n- I haven't noticed them around here. But I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. I mean, there's an Air Force base. Yeah, they fly at a tinker. Yeah. So. Anyway. You think they're are they doing uh, weather manipulation stuff or what? What are those things? Uh, no, I mean, who's, and, Andrew, I never do, know who's doing the chemtrails. That's what I want to know. There's a lot of them. There's, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Some some days it's like it's. I'm just happy that there's so much wind. <laughs> yeah, 
Because there's a lot of them in the morning. Holy smokes. I don't know who's doing the chemtrails. I have, I have no idea. That's a rabbit hole I haven't gone down. I think the official cover story is those are uh, communications and radar extension. Okay. That's that's the official story. I'm not sure that's what they're doing, man. They're not like mini harp units. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe they they've get... got the they've got the harp stuff they can do from ships now, but right. I don't know about planes. All right, man. Well, I guess we gotta uh, just yeah. We'll we'll wrap it up. Uh, story from Last American Vagabond and Derek Bros about the fluoride trial and this was actually news to me i had not been following this but uh the fluoride action network right is suing the government and basically demanded that they do a review of the toxicity of fluoride so the government was forced to do a review of all the studies that show that fluoride is toxic and they said we'll release it in 2020 and here we are in 2023, and they have still not released it. Uh, but we're, they were, uh, the Florida Action Network was able to get the report. They had to redact a bunch of it. But then they, um, it turns out the report was ready in 2020. It's just been held up by the Department of Health and Human Services. Uh, good old Rachel Levine there. Mm-hmm. And that, the they also got some emails through FOIA requests where they're basically like, you know, oh, yeah, I think we need to do some more studies. Yeah, don't put that out there. Uh, don't, you know, where they're actively preventing the, the release of this thing. So fluoride is poison. They're putting it in our water. And we shouldn't forget that. So it's... Just kind of an old school RRN story, but one that we should still pay attention to because I'm getting more fluoride now than I was probably ever in my life. Not a good thing. So, you you think so? Because they fluoridate the water out there. Well, I have Oklahoma City water, and they fluoridate the water. Ah, yeah. But I have Oklahoma City water as well. But you get the filter, right? Uh, for drinking water, but it's, I'm still getting it through, you know, take a shower, you're absorbing fluoride Sure. In the shower water. I got a little Sprite filter for the shower. I don't know if it removes fluoride, but it removes a lot of stuff. So I, on that note, I'm trying to figure out how to flush a tankless hot water <laughs> heater. So if anyone's got uh, some, some advice, tips. some tips. tips, maybe a step-by-step guide, like Tim, everyone says like we'll look it up on youtube which which i do i need words though like i i need like a step-by-step instruction guide would be super helpful for me there you go fair enough like words are better than some dude who's like well what you're supposed to do is this but i figured out a better way to doing it this way and it's like okay great but I just, you know. You're so thoughtful, Andrew. I'm already three steps in with that dude. I'm like, oh, he's got a better way. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> which is which is why I told the people at the dealership, it's like, I can't I can't work on cars because I'm, I'm good at it. I mean, like, but I can't do it professionally because like one out of five times or so, I'll make it worse. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll fix it like four out of five times. But there's that one where I'm just like, I think I broke something else. Yeah. The 552nd Air Control Wing is an operational wing of the United States Air Force. It has been based at Tinker Air Force Base since July of 1976. It includes the operations group, blah, blah, blah. The wing is responsible for the Air Combat Command for the operation, maintenance, logistics, training, and support of the E-3 Sentry Airborne Warning Control System, AWACS, aircraft, and control and reporting centers. The wing provides combat-ready theater. They, they help monitor NORAD, bro. Uh, wing assumed commitment to support the uh, National North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD. So they're, they're watching NORAD, they're watching borders, and uh, just watching, watching the skies. Yeah. Who's doing the chemtrails? I don't know, man. That's a great yeah. question. There seems to be a few of them. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, pleasure to do a show with you, as always. Um, hopefully I'll get this out quickly so that uh, people can get it before the weekend. Got any big plans for the weekend? Just enjoying a, a house full of people. enjoying enjoying the fact that my wife is home yes yeah definitely and uh yeah getting ready to start uh looking for a new for a new job training my replacement and it's always like three times as much work to walk someone through doing something rather than just doing it yourself yes when you've done it a bunch of times so going through that that process and uh yeah hopefully finding something close that uh that i don't hate more job i don't hate more important than the uh flushing of the water heater gretchen timothy anybody else in the area if you know of a good job for andrew reach out yeah i'm open to suggestions there's some stuff that it is supposed to be you know, I've I've got a lead. I'll put it that way. But um, yeah, and and the tankless hot water heater thing, and also uh, if anyone has an economical solution for kind of whole house water softening and water filtering, uh, let me know because I don't have four thousand dollars to spend. So, uh, whole house, yeah. Yeah, how about a thousand somewhere in that? I have a, I have an idea. I have an idea. Okay, I had a under sink unit in Seattle, which was great for just the sink, but I think they sell a full house unit that's two or three times more than the this the I think it's like a thousand bucks somewhere in that range. But I'll send it over to you. Sounds good. Anybody else got any ideas for Andrew working remotely? Send them on over. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. I guess uh, other than that, we don't have any plans for the weekend. Other than I guess we'll watch a little bit of football. Oh great, yeah, great yeah, national we'll see championship if anyone collapses game this this weekend. Great so. national championship game oh, this man, week. Oh man, was brutal. Yeah, that was very brutal. Proved all the SEC SEC's the best people, right? Like in spades, it was pretty bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess that's true. Except I feel like TCU just kind of choked because. You know, they beat Michigan, and Michigan beat Ohio State, who gave Georgia a run for their money. So, yeah. All, yeah. all that is true. But in the if you only watch the national championship game, you would think that 
Georgia was the best team ever, and TCU was really terrible. Yeah, so. yeah, it's true. All right, man. Well, thanks for uh, doing another show, and I guess we'll see everybody next week or talk to them next week. Yeah, thanks, everybody. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-